I run through beautiful boundaries, Mum, he said. While we sat at a red light, the aircon blasting on a scorching build-up day. In the lead-up to the Australian Poetry Slam grand final at the Sydney Opera House last year, I was practising my poem in the car when I forgot my lines. My son reminded me a second time. Mummy, I run through beautiful boundaries, he said. I fell in love all over again that day. For how fitting that this is the line he remembered when our life was in fact a constant run through beautiful boundaries. It had been a rough four years, but things were finally settling down for us. In April 2015, one month after my son turned four, he was diagnosed with autism at a level two severity. I was told he had significant significant sensory processing difficulties, was a movement seeker, was a deep pressure seeker, and had significant speech and language delays. At first, the diagnosis was difficult to digest, but then once I got over the initial shock, it was like a breath of, a breath of fresh air. Because now it all made sense. All my research, all my observations, my conversations, and finally all the appointments had all led us to this point. And now that I knew why, I could tailor our life to best cater for my son, and that felt good. Mullion was attending childcare five days a week and I had started working at the high school in town. Life was plodding along for us. I was happy in my job, knowing my son was just up the road should I need to be there for him and before too long, I made the decision to start him in preschool in term three in order to build a routine that would hopefully prepare him for transition in 2016. Preschool was a struggle. Almost every day, Mullion's communication book was filled with notes about how he had assaulted yet another student or staff member, how he had literally climbed the walls, how he had had yet another toileting accident, but the most heartbreaking thing for me was when I would collect my blonde, curly-haired, green-eyed baby from school to find him wrapped up in his cocoon, sobbing while he slept, his cheeks lined with dry tears, his forehead beaded with sweat. One afternoon, I received notice of my four-year-old son's suspension from preschool due to his behaviour and complaints from parents. I was hurt angry and ready to make waves, but following a meeting, the issues were resolved and the big red monster inside my belly had shrunk again. Ask my son, he could tell you about the monster that lives in all of us, that only grows when something angers us. The class and families were informed that they had a classmate with autism and the education came around inclusion. Although things improved, it became apparent to me that my son and myself needed more than our town could give. And after some very emotional chats with my beautiful mum and all the people involved with Mollion, I made the de grueling decision to move to Darwin. Over the years, Darwin has proven itself to be a worthy place to raise my beautiful children, particularly Mollion. He was fortunate enough to be able to start transition at a brilliant specialist school and has since been moved into a satellite class where he is progressing well. 
knowing that my son was in a school that I, that could cater specifically to his needs where I wouldn't need to be on high alert and fearful of receiving a call throughout the day to inform me of yet another meltdown was such a ginormous load off my back. As my beautiful boy reminded me that day, we run through beautiful boundaries and had it not been for my beautiful son and his special abilities and heart-aching meltdowns, I would not be here tonight. For it was during one of the worst days in our lives when my son had three major meltdowns, three thrashing, screaming, violently painful and completely heart-wrenching meltdowns, when he was laying beside me in the bed bare and I began my journey to the stage where I'm now able to use my knowledge and experience with autism to raise awareness. Not only has my son taught me how to be a better mum, he's taught me how to write with conviction so our story is heard. I'm now going to perform a poem for you. It's the first poem ever written with the intention of being performed and it's the poem I wrote that day after three major meltdowns. In the shadows of three colossal meltdowns, my prince, the apple of my eye, he rests his weary eyes and sleeps. And while his limp little body lands safe beneath the covers, I'm still suspended, feet bound, upside down, heart pounding, echoing round him. I weep. My tears erode the fortress I believed was built of sandstone, reveal I'm only built of sand and so I crumble. Tremble under my womb of expectations for my child. I didn't anticipate the pain I cannot take away. I've been reduced to a bag of sand, dead weight mustering only enough strength to create a wall big enough to hold all our tears, to keep the salt water privately rising in our own well so as not to disturb the neighbours with a with flood following the meltdown. My biceps flex only escaping steam, evaporating strength. My realisation, my son can no longer be cradled. My cradle is breaking and when it is broken, where will the apple of my eye land? His breath serene, mine a rapid rise and fall of fear and despair as I ask myself again, where to from here? And a buzz of swarming raindrops somersault down my cheek, one for every helpless feeling. I lay, unconvinced, I will remain my prince's healer. For each fist of frustration he threw at me and every kick he could not feel. For every high five to my face and tooth embedded in my skin, every object, toy or tool he had hurled across the room, I am the question. And my actions mark if what I has done was right. In his peaceful slumber, the pieces still don't fit and I am criticised by my worst critique, myself. I'm too hard on him, not hard enough. I pick the wrong battles, the ones that can't be won. He needs more visuals, more routine, and then the killer. Is it his disability? Or lack of discipline from me? I survey his innocence through the wells inhibiting the sockets in my face and question every choice I've ever made on his behalf. From food to education, routine to the company we keep and his socialisation. Too many screens and not enough greens, too many treats and not enough trees. Physical activity versus books and academics and reading and writing fluently. Hope evades my grasp, blows on an elusive breeze my hand will not raise to reach. For that will mean removing a wall that I have built to protect the most precious fruit that I have bore. 
And if I cannot protect him, then what? Have we lost? My instincts tell me failure is not an option when it is my child I am fighting for. My senses tell me I must learn, dive into deep pressure, seek movement-seeking skills, taste the reasons why and load my understanding to understand why his senses overload. Value my instincts and knowledge I have about meltdowns. Melting down is not the focus. Focus is on the beauty of my melting heart, my beating sun, my beating heart, my sun. Thank you.